Quinquagesima, February 14th, 2021. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, mercifully hear our prayers, and having set us free from the bonds of our sins, deliver us from every evil. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Quinquagesima is from the first book of Samuel, the 16th chapter. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said, and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming, and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with bright eyes and good-looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. This is the word of the Lord. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. 
you have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The epistle is from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail, whether there are tongues, they will cease, whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. But then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished, for he will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, 
he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us ever walk with Jesus, follow his example pure. Through a world that would deceive us, and to sin our spirits lure. Onward in his footsteps treading, pilgrims hear our home above. Full of faith and hope and love, let us do the Father's bidding, faithful Lord with me abide. I shall follow where you guide. Let us suffer here with Jesus, and with patience bear our cross. Joy will follow all our sadness, where he is there is no loss. Though today we sow no laughter, we shall reap celestial joy. All discomforts that annoy shall give way to mirth hereafter, 
Jesus, hear, I share your woe. Help me there your joy to know. Let us gladly die with Jesus, since by death he conquered death. He will free us from destruction, give to us immortal breath. Let us mortify all passions that would lead us into sin and the grave that shuts us in shall but prove the gate to heaven. Jesus, here with you I die, there to live with you on high. Let us also live with Jesus, He has risen from the dead, that to life we may awaken. Jesus, you are now our head. We are your own living members. Where you live, there we shall be, in your presence constantly. Living there with you forever, Jesus, let me faithful be. Life eternal grant to me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The blind man, hearing a multitude passing by, asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. This is the word of the Lord. His voice is the voice of faith. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In this petition, the blind man is not alone. All who know believe that Christ is who he claims to be and who understand the implications of this identity speak thusly. The petition of Bartimaeus is the same petition as the Canaanite woman whose daughter was demon-possessed. It is the same petition as the two other blind men whose house Jesus enters and to whom he also gives sight. It is the same cry offered forth by the crowd when Jesus rides into Jerusalem 
for the last time, palm branches strewn before him. Son of David, this is not an earthly title, nor is it a genealogical marker. It is a theological identity rooted in the words of Scripture which speak of the Christ to come. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. Jesus is the son of David by blood, but the confession of Bartimaeus is not one of blood. It is one of cause and one of purpose. Jesus is the son of David, the Christ, who comes with healing in his wings for those who, with Bartimaeus and the psalmist, cry out, Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye wastes away with grief. The disciples believe, but believing they do not yet see, as St. Luke records. They understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Lest you doubt, there is always a reason for the ordering of narratives within the Gospels. The evangelists, so moved by the Spirit, do not write arbitrarily, as if their Gospels amount to little more than stream-of-consciousness notes penned as they recollected events. The ordering matters. Jesus makes his third prediction of crucifixion, something already set in stone in the tablets of the law and in the walls of a secret cave to a hidden prophet. For the crucifixion is the exodus of which he spoke to Moses and to Elijah upon the Mount of Transfiguration. That the disciples do not yet fully understand is contrasted by the voice of faith from Bartimaeus, a man born blind who cannot see, yet whose faith recognizes Jesus for who he is, the Son of David, the Christ. Those who have eyes to see are impeded by the very same, and him who has not the eyes to see is spared this weakness, seeing spiritually with a clarity unmatched by physical sight. Blind Bartimaeus is no theological scholar. He is no priest or scribe, but he knows one important thing that the disciples struggle to grasp, the Christ, and what the Christ will do. He hears a commotion and he asks what it means. The crowd tells him Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He is given only a name, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph the carpenter. Yet the eyes of faith recognize who this Jesus is, and Bartimaeus confesses Jesus as the Christ in his petition for mercy. The eyes of faith are modeled after the object of faith. 
conformed to him, that they may see as he does. The Lord tells the prophet Samuel as he asserts the strong, noble Eliab looks like a good king, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, what a thing or what a person looks like. The Lord, however, sees what a person is, their substance, their content, their reality, their essence, their source. In and by faith, the believing heart sees as does the Lord. Thus, the believer sees, like Bartimaeus, the glory of the Christ in him who has no form or comeliness, and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. Nevertheless, you do desire him, because you see him for who he truly is. But not everyone sees with these eyes of faith. And for this reason, Jesus is despised and rejected by men and will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. This is what blind but believing eyes see in the homely man of Jesus of Nazareth. This is why Bartimaeus cries first, Have mercy on me. This is what faith clings to, the prediction of death and resurrection that is not a prediction, but is rather a proclamation of the fulfillment of God's promises to man that is to come through this Christ. Even as blind Bartimaeus desired a healing of the eyes, his desire is rooted in faith, in a faith in the Christ who makes all things new by the shedding of his blood for the forgiveness of sins. Bodily healing will follow forgiveness and much more, because as you confess in the Catechism, where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. But before the cries for bodily healing and temporal gain are offered, the prayer must first be, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. This is the faith that saves. This is the faith that makes you well. It is not head knowledge. It is not straight A's on tests flawless memory recitations or intellectual assent to dogma. Yes, I accept that this is true. Faith is rather the confession of the miserable and the blind. It is the submission to the will of another. And it is that which firmly grasps God's promises and in so doing grasps Christ himself. The faith that saves is that communion between God and man, wherein man receives with thanksgiving the fullness of God 
and wherein God strengthens and nourishes by his Spirit and by his holy touch in word and in sacrament for you. Faith does not save because it has worked. Faith does not save because it has recited flawlessly. Faith does not save because it simply assented. It saves because it receives the fruits of Christ's work. This makes you well. This saves. This is why Jesus sets his face to Jerusalem and proceeds toward betrayal, scorn, mockery, contempt, and death. This is why blind Bartimaeus desires so fervently to be near him. The disciples are sincere even in their lack of understanding. Soon they will, as the Greek of Luke's gospel indicates, when more accurately translated like this, they did not yet understand any of these things. But after the events took place, which Jesus for the third time predicts, they will understand, because the Christ must die for you, and because the crucified man, Jesus of Nazareth, is Messiah, is the Son of David, is Lord, is Christ, is God, and him for you. Here, then, is the icon of love that St. Paul so describes. Not an earth-born love between man and woman, though it is certainly the model for such love, but instead a heaven-born love in the person of Christ. The eyes that see but do not see as God sees nothing. And though their bodies do good, such good profits nothing. For God sees the heart. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Faith in the manifestation of God's love is the faith that saves because of the content. Faith saves because Christ saves. And as Christ so saves, faith follows blindly with sight, and faith rejoices. Be comforted, therefore, my dear children. Even amidst sadness, sorrow, suffering, and the confusion of unknowing pain. For Jesus comes to Jerusalem, and he comes to die. The son of David marches to coronation and victory in betrayal and in suffering. You sit at the roadside crying out to him, as you see the Christ for whom he truly is. The world silences you, but Christ hears you, and Christ sees you, and Christ makes all things new. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs.
for the people of God clothed in righteousness bestowed, for a fervent yearning for the touch of Christ in word and in sacraments, for the health and well-being of the body that is the Holy Church, for the faithfulness of bishops and pastors, for the piety of the people, and for the preservation of the pure doctrine of the Holy Church in Catholicity, let us pray to the Lord. For all saints and martyrs of the faith, for right confession in life and in death, for perseverance, strength, and resoluteness in every good calling, and for unending light to shatter the gloom of darkness, let us pray to the Lord. For the nations of the world and for her people, for peace without warfare, prosperity without greed, love without condition, and joy without restraint, that God would crush the wicked and end all strife, and for the dawn of Christ's return to the nations, let us pray to the Lord. For good and noble rulers, for wisdom and integrity to all in authority, especially Joseph, our president, Michael, our governor, and all other men and women who serve to rule this nation, for patience and calm, and for right and proper submission, let us pray to the Lord. For the innocent, the just, and the honorable, for the recognition of the dignity of personhood, for the preservation of all lives, including and especially the unborn and the elderly, and for the repentance of all and the mercy of God, let us pray to the Lord. For the perfection of love in Christ, for the love of Christ to be the source and model of every Christian marriage, for all husbands and wives, that they may be kept faithful to one another in love and in devotion, for honorable and obedient children, and for comfort to the barren, the infertile, the childless, and all who mourn the loss of children, let us pray to the Lord. For all that is good, right, and true to abound, for renewed vigor in rebelling against the spirit of the age, for defense against every evil of body and soul, for spiritual renewal, and for undisturbed Christian life and living in the way, let us pray, for the, let us pray to the Lord. For the healing of the great physician as he knows it is needed and in his good pleasure, for all who suffer ill, all who live in sorrow, and all who fear with hopelessness, for the sick and distressed, especially Cindy, Gordon, Sandra, Shelley, Ramona, Randy, Creed, Richard, Dorothy, Carol Jean, Daryl, Russell, Cade, and Verlene, for peace to the dying, blessed repose to the dead, and comfort to the bereaved, and for the calm of trust in the Lord's ear to hear and his hand to work, let us pray to the Lord. For all enduring want or need, for plenty to the poor and the destitute, for shelter to the homeless and gainful work to the unemployed, for correction and amendment to the wayward and the misguided, for comfort to the distraught and the depressed, for love to the forsaken and the abandoned, 
for the care and preservation of all people in all lands, and that the Church and her people would bear the fruits of faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, though you are the everlasting word of the Father, you did not spurn the virgin's womb, but took upon yourself the dusty flesh of your fallen creatures. In you the mercy of the Godhead is not only seen, but touched and tasted, known to the fullest in your communion with man. Grant that we who seek this holy food of flesh and blood may have hearts made pure to receive, that by your hand we may be fed with tangible divinity unto life everlasting and not to our great harm. Sustain us in every endeavor. Plead for us before the heavenly throne and gather your holy church together from the ends of the earth that we may be one body with you as our head, even as you now live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 